It's the Cracky Rugby Podcast. We're in the clan stand. William is commentating with Rob today, so I've got Danny with me today. It's 10 minutes before kickoff. The rain appears to be easing Danny, and Connacht have just gone in. Looking good, and Byron Ralston just smacked into Carl Ford with a tackle as he came out the field. I'm not sure what that was all about. Uh, it's probably just a bit cold, just warming up the shoulders, you know. So what are you expecting tonight? Scarlets have been hit by another late change with Lee Halfpenny not playing. Yeah, I think that's a massive loss for them. Uh, he's just another, he's a great organiser. Um, so much experience, that Lions experience, that Welsh experience, he's a massive loss. He'd be a massive loss for any team. So, again, I'm going to go back to what I said on the midweek. I, I really think this is this is a time that kind of need to, sh- need to show up and we need to put these guys away. They are hurting, they're wounded. If we don't put these guys away, I'd be very worried. Okay. We'll talk on 20 minutes to see if Connacht are managing to put these guys away as the rain has now just stopped. Hopefully it stays away for the rest of the match. There's a block down from Niall Murray. He's special on those ones. He's going into the big goal area. He touches it down. He scores the try. And just like that, Connacht have a dream start. Now the Scarlets are going to counter. McNichol has got around Hansen brilliantly. One more pass and Steph Evans could be in here. Evans is going for the corner. Evans has scored an absolutely wonderful try. It's just coming up to 20 minutes. The score is 8-all. Try from Connacht, I think probably first time ever, have a try with no territory and no possession because Niall Murray blocked down a, a clearance kick. Yeah, in the first minute. So it, it's got to check on uh, how fast is it the fastest try. Yeah, look, it's a diff- difficult game. But Connacht are playing with the wind. They're doing a lot of kicking. Scarlett scored a good try from a, a poor um, kick chase from, from Connacht. It's a tight game. Neither team seems to be overly on top, but uh, we'll see you again at halftime. Yeah, as, the, as the rain lashes down again, it really is having an effect, but uh, yeah, it's a big struggle out there. Connacht are trying to make something happen here. It's got, very, it's got very messy. This could be it, though. They're sweeping around. Cardi whips the ball all the way out to Hansen. What a pass from Cardi. Hansen dodges the tackle and scores in the corner. Mac Hansen, the finisher. Cardi, the beautiful pass. And Connacht make a count. Okay, Danny, halftime score. Connacht lead 16 11. Crack and try from Mac Hansen. Yeah, superb try. Uh, I think it's becoming his kind of signature of getting on the wing and stopping, stepping the man, and then finishing it off. It was a great, great try. Well finished. Um, much better 20, 20 minutes from Connacht. Uh, started dominating contact there towards the end. But we need to cut out penalties because we're really letting Scarlets into the game just from the penalties. They really aren't creating much. We're just giving them chances and they seem to be taking it. And we're not taking ours. Jack has left 10 points out on the field. Maybe two of them were too tough, but there was at least three other kicks he should have got. Yeah, and we'd be we'd be home and hose at that point, really, in all honesty. Because uh, like Scarlets have gotten to Connacht's 22 twice and they've come away with points. But that's it. It's only two times. We've been in there 22 five times and only come away with twice as well. We need to start converting those 22 entries. We certainly do. Hopefully we'll have better news on 60 minutes as the rain starts to pummel down on the poor minis that are out there. I hope they're... Uh Hope they're going to change the clothes for after this. Connick ball, five points up. They need to make this count. Like last week, they haven't been able to do that so far. Discipline will be key. Scarlett's trying to come in from the side. They're nearly over the line. Connick, they're over the line in the corner. Finally, they convert. And that was critical for this game. Absolutely critical. 14-man Connick have got to try. 60 minutes. Connick lead 21-14. They've got a kick in front of goals. Jack has missed far too many, and he's just turned around and given the ball to Hawkshaw. 
Yeah, and he, he did something similar uh, with uh, Connor Fitz a couple of weeks back, and it just shows, like, he clearly knows, I need to pass this on, we need to win this game, we need to pull away from the Scarlets. The only way to, I think, to build on and go for the, the fourth try is to pull away, let Scarlets think they're going to get nothing, let them drop their heads and we can, we'll keep going. We, we've got more to win out of this game than they do. They, they're looking for the, the losing bonus. They're not in this. Yeah, Jack Angel got that other try. We'll just hear if Dave Hawkshaw scores. Connick's is still going. Scarlets have to spin around. Another advantage for in from the side. Can Connick see this through? Penalty try! Good carry from Jared Butler. And it's a big overlap with the two extra men. So Ainger gets it out. And the forwards are just trying to focus a little kick through off the left foot from Cardi for Hansen to chase onto. Mac Hansen comes onto it. Knocks it on with a shin. Chases to the line. Did he get the touchdown? I think he did. He's celebrating. Okay, final score. Connick 36. Scarlets 14. What a great win in the end. Yeah, really impressive uh, display from Connacht. To just, you know, they they made a couple of mistakes. Boyer gets a yellow card. They make a mistake by giving away another penalty. Uh, knock on, compound three errors. In the past, Connacht would have uh, conceded a try or a penalty. Let, let the opposition into the game. But no, Jack forced uh, an ugly kick and we go down the other side. There's something different about this Connacht team. There's a different attitude. Just... And it, it's coming through now. Something that I felt like we were seeing from the Munster win from Leinster last week, and the grittiness showed, toughing out those uh, those tries that we scored. Certainly did. It's quite a workman-like performance, and we'll take it—a bonus point win and denied them a bonus point. We couldn't have asked for any more. Okay, here's the post-match press conference. Congratulations, Byron. That was uh, a tough grinding, but performance by Connick but you got the win yeah mate um, wasn't I don't think it was comprehensive in the um, in any bit there Scarlets were you know they're a quality outfit and they've got some internationals across that team and they put up a good fight but I think for us um, we wanted to come into this game and, and get five points and we did that and that's tick the box and we're on to next week um, and we've, we've just got to get better every week's been about getting better individually as a team continuing to grow um, and yeah coming from that game there's certain aspects that we need to tidy up to make sure that we're clinical and we're better against the uh, Ospreys. But, um, yeah, we'll look into that on Monday and we'll look into it over the weekend and we'll, we'll be better prepared. Yeah, I described it during the week as the sort of game that you, you had to win and it was win first, then get the, the bonus point. But it was never comfortable. And I suppose maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that keeps you on your game, but I suppose there's still quite a bit to work on. Yeah, yeah, I think... You know, any team has has a lot to work on, and everyone's chasing that constant pursuit to be to be excellent, to be great in every single moment. And and the reality of sport is that you can't because you make mistakes. Um, you know, you've got to play in conditions like what we played in, and, and not using that as an excuse. But you know, it, it certainly adds certainly adds to it. Um, but yeah, I think us as a group, we're certainly proud of that. You know, there was a lot of noise, outside noise, and, and pressure on. Uh, on us and, and you know I think as a group we were delighted to come away off that win and, and you know um, putting another win on the board hopefully next week you know that puts us in good stead you know that sits us three three from four and um, yeah I think there's just a lot to like um, moving forward 
How are the link-ups going? Uh, I mean, you, you're new to the team. David Hawkshaw's new to the team. You've got a lot of experience then um, inside you in, in Jack Carty, Kieran Marmion. So you're in a sort of a, a, new, a learning curve, I suppose, about the way Connacht want to play and the conditions. That was a tough night tonight. It was very wet and there was a bit of a wind swirling around, but that's the sports ground as well. It's one of the peculiar charms of the place. Yeah, exactly. That's... Um for us, that's our home ground advantage. You know, we've got to get, we're used to that and we've got to get better in playing with that because, you know, that's what we want. We want teams to come here and we want them to feel uncomfortable. We want, we want to squeeze them. You know, they come here and they, they don't like it. They hate it. And for us, it's beautiful. You know, it's our home ground. It's where we feel most comfortable. You know, if, if the fans can stand out in that, we can definitely play in that and put on a show for him. But yeah, I'm, I'm loving playing with Hawkey at the moment. Um, I'm getting to know him, as you said. I'm getting to know my, my own game as well. You know, I haven't. This has been the longest I've played in 13 for a while. Um, you know, I stringed a couple of good games there, like sort of at the back end of Super um, at 13. But yeah, playing consistent rugby there is, is certainly allowing myself to get a bit more confident. And you know, it makes it easier when you've got guys outside you like John Porch, Mac Hanson, Tin, and at the back, be able to constantly feed you information. And like you said, you've got Mums and Jack there have played. You know first-class games and, you know, they're international. So that certainly helps it in terms of them steering the ship. And I thought they did a really good job of that tonight. How are you finding the fact now that you're training on this this pitch every day? It's it's something very new. The training pitch here, you've never experienced it in the winter when it does used to become a mud bath. Um, horrible place to train. But now you're training on this all-weather surface. And there must be an opportunity to expand what you're trying to achieve and to speed the game up. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I wasn't here when when the old pitch was in, but certainly pa- um, training out on the on the back paddock when it, when it, when the rain does come, it slows you down a bit. So to be able to sort of play on and train on that um, synthetic surface is, is unreal. It's just a confidence in your um, in the attacking game to be able to run run those lines, use those footwork. So um, yeah, no, I think it's only a testament to to what the club's trying to do here and, and promote attacking run, running rugby. So I think it's only a positive, really, and, and we love it as players. It, it's unreal. Byron, good to talk to you. Good luck. We'll talk again soon, and uh, well done on the win. Cheers. Thanks, William. Appreciate it. Andy, five-point win. Um, badly needed. I think there was a sense of relief all around the ground when uh, that uh, fourth try went in. Yeah, um, there's relief in the coaching box too and, and I'll no doubt suggest there was relief amongst the players, those that were out there and those that were watching. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good win in terms of what we needed. Uh, five tries to one, as you said, but we've still got more in us and uh, you know, the key focus in is you know, we're not going to start celebrating that we fix things because as you saw out there tonight, we still, we've still got areas that we can tidy up and... Uh, but to get the win and the, and the bonus point was definitely needed. Will that help you tidy things up a bit? Because it did seem a bit frenetic and a bit edgy because of the what was needed in that game, and it was a long. It was quite a while before it it got a bit smoother in the game. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. You know, you look at our our discipline out there tonight, and yeah, uh, you know, so many of those it's blokes wanting to make a difference, but. You know, just overstepping the mark when we didn't need them to, because they weren't going anywhere. You know, I think our defence has been brilliant in the last last three weeks. You know, three really good sides: Munster, Leinster, Scarlets. One try piece, three tries in three weeks. Um, trust the D. Trust what we're doing there, boys. We don't need to force things, but I know why they are because 
to a man, they want to make a difference and they want to try and be the bloke that gets that turnover for us and, and try and fix things. But we put ourselves in, in uh, some tricky positions there tonight because of that ill discipline. And I think the win there and the bonus point will relieve some of that pressure and hopefully we get a much better discipline performance next week. And does that allow you to kick on into next week now with a real potential to, to win your third game out of four and to go three and four, which from zero and three would probably be a very um, good position to be in? Yeah, I think it's it's really important that we kick on from that. You know, and I, I, I honestly believe there's been there's been little elements of growth you know, post every game. So um, so you can look at that and say, what's well, a 36 to 14 win? Five tries to one, 22 point gap. We know it's not right yet. We know it's not right, but we will take the positives out of that to say, yet again, our line out um, and our scrum, I thought were outstanding. And the work that our forwards are doing really, really good. Our physicality and defence, very, very good. But we still need to be more accurate. You know, we still got into that 22 and didn't nail some of the opportunities that we'd uh, that we'd like to be nailing. So we still got lots of work to do, but that will help us kick on for sure. One thing I said during the commentary that surprises me a bit with Connacht is when they have a free play in those situations, there seems to be a reluctance to move the ball. And you have guys like Mac Hansen and Alex Wooten when he came on, you know, sort of screaming and stuff. Is is that just a bit of white line fever among the forwards? Even though it's a free play, I mean, they can they can if it goes wrong you're still coming back for the penalty. Yeah, see, there's a part of it where we're sitting up there and say, just stay in system, stay in system. And, and I feel like the players are probably a little bit trapped there or caught there at the moment because um, because we need that part of the system to work too. And, and we felt in the box that that was working, but when they took it out, we were taken out when there's nothing really on. So, again, that's going to help us there find that balance and just get the confidence and the, and the trust and the belief in what, what it is we've been working on. So that was very much needed there tonight. The forwards are going particularly well. Um, I thought Niall Murray had a storming game again this evening. Uh, Oshin Dowling when he came on. Connor Oliver was was man of the match. Um, what do you put that down to? Uh, they do look a very good unit and you seem to be able to swap players in and out and the bench when they come on seem to get up to the pace of the game very quickly. Yeah, well, I think there's been enormous work um, over the last uh, couple of seasons yeah, you know, I, I thought we had a very good forward pack anyway, but Devolt Seneca has come in, and, and I think he's he's had a real starch to that. Um, this year we've we've split the roles there, so Kali Tucker has come in, and I think he's doing a brilliant job with that scrum. He really is. Um, so between Devolt and and Kali, you know they've got that forward pack humming there now. And um, as you say, you know, some of those names you've mentioned there, but others that. You know, who, who've been really good for us in the, in, the, in the opening six games who weren't out there. The Josh Murphys of the world, he wasn't out there tonight. Um, Seamus Hurley-Langdon's been, been doing some great things. Jared Butler's come off the bench there again tonight. Uh, you know, so we, we've had some really good performers who weren't out there tonight. So, yeah, we've got great depth. Um, but I also know both Cully and Deervolt won't be happy with some of the things they saw there and we can be better again. So the push will be to keep... Keep trying to grow that pack and and uh, and grow that belief in their fight and their ability to tough it out with any team. Any injury concerns coming out of that? Not really. Um, yeah, no, not really. Again, nothing serious anyway. Uh, we'll wait and see how Blake's wake up tomorrow, but just on first reflection, I think we come out pretty clean. And finally, do the Irish-selected players disappear off to Ireland camp now or are they available for Connacht next week away to the Ospreys? Well, we'll lo- yeah, we'll lose the four boys, so Finlay... Um, Finley Bealham, Dave Heffernan, 
uh, Keen Prendergast and Mac Hansen will all go into camp on Monday afternoon. Caelan Blade, who was selected in the Irish A, he is available for next next week, the Ospreys game, which is important for us. Um, so we'll lose four and we, we keep Caelan until after that game. Andy, thanks for talking to me and uh, we'll be talking again during during the week. Thanks, William. OK, that was the voice of Andy Friend and before him we heard from Byron Ralston. We're in the clan stand. You can hear everyone cleaning up after the 4,100 people that were in the sports ground. Um, the clean-up's going on. I've now got... William Davis with me. You were commentating tonight, William. Good evening, Alan. Yes, indeed, I was. Go well, because it was nice to commentate on a win like that. Yeah, it was a difficult enough game to commentate on at times because there was a lot of errors and a lot of mistakes, but Connacht grounded out. Um, and every time Mac Hansen gets the ball, something exciting happens and it's very, very good. Um, and you get plenty to talk about then. But uh, it was just about the win and getting the bonus point was a nice bit of icing on top. It was, and, and denying them a losing bonus point, although they never really looked like they were going to get it, Lindley. Yeah, once we, I think we got 10 points ahead, I think there was, it wasn't much you know, chance that they were going to come back. And, you know, look, I think Scarlets are usually a very good side, and they have some very talented players in there, but I think they have a huge difference between their, their most experienced players and the youth that they had in there, and there wasn't really anything in between. So I think it is a team... At the moment, it looks like a team in transition. They also had a lot. Of, they did have some players who were absent, you know. But they, and they do have very good players in the side. Um, but it was, I think, on the night, you know, they they had struggled to put a team together. I think they had borrowed, hadn't they, a player from yes, yes, from forward, yeah, yeah, borrowed a player for two weeks on loan. So they were stretched. Um, but it would, you know. They hung in there. They made it difficult. They didn't go away easy, you know. And I think, it, you know, it really did take until the second half before Connacht just, you know, rode it out thanks to some brilliance from the likes of Mac Hansen and some and some very good forward work, particularly in the mall again. Yeah, yeah, Connor Oliver got man of the match. And for me, deservedly so. I know he gave a, a few penalties away, but, you know, that's what an open side wing forward is meant to do. Now, right, Danny? Yeah, I wouldn't know anything about that. I was a six. So, back rows, back rows, you're all the same. Any, any, any decent stats there on? Because you were, you were looking at our, our conversion rate. It improved quite a lot in the second half. Yeah, we converted uh, three of four chances in the 22 in the second half and only gave them one, uh, which they did convert. But they, they, they had 100% conversion rate, but they only got into our 22 three times. Um, we managed to do it nine times and converted five. So, you know, it's not bad. It's, good. it's a good return this time. It is, and getting into the 22 is what it's all about. And then, because we're doing it on a regular basis now, and it doesn't matter who we're playing, we're getting into the 22 on a, a regular basis. Well, that's the third match in a row. We've had more than eight. So, nine this week and eight in the last two. So, it's only, been, it's only going up. It is only going up. And Mac Hansen, as you say, William, was he really was the star. And everyone, you could feel the, the, the sense of frishing going around every time he touched the ball, no matter what he did. Yeah, that that's there. I mean, it's it's brilliant to have him. He won't be available next week, unfortunately, because of the uh, he called up to Ireland. I mean, fair play to him. Why, why wouldn't he want to play for Ireland? Um, John Porch as well. Going forward, it, it it does give them something extra. The attack still doesn't look right at times. It runs out of space uh, and it's a bit laboured. But I think the two centres, uh, Byron Rolson didn't have a great game. Um, but I was impressed with David Hawkshaw as well. Uh, he brings a, a robustness, very good defensively. And I think they want to give him a run and see where he goes. Um, 
well, given, given, given him a run, he, he might, looking at the way Jack came off the field, Jack came off the field very, very gingerly. He'd been hit twice during the match. Well, very, very legally for the most part, you know. Well, one of them was slightly late. Um, but the, the, one that, the one that he was, when he kicked through for, for Max Try, there was, there was a hit on him and he looked as though he was in a little bit of a pain. You reckon he could be in trouble for next week? I don't know if Jack's actually been 100% since he started the season. I I have I see Jack as not is not performing to the best of his abilities. Yes, I mean his passing is still superb, and you know the line the, some of the lines that he runs are superb. But I don't I don't see him as being at a hundred percent. And for whatever I know, he came in remember at the start of the season he had an injury, so I'm not sure whether that you know has fully cleared or whether there's still a niggle there. And once again, you know. The more the more pressure that's put on him with his kicking, and the more, you know, um, it's it's quite good to just hand over hand over the reins unless he feels particularly comf- confident. He did it again. Like he, he did it. He turned around to Hawkshaw and said, "Yeah, here, come and take it. I'm not kicking well." And it was a very kickable kick as well. He could have he could have taken. Yeah, it was. And he just turned around. Like it, it wasn't as if I think he'd made his decision before. Uh, they'd even decided to go to the post. He was looking for for Hawkshaw. To me, that just shows how good a leader Jack has become. Um, and you know, he's putting his hand up, saying that he's he's made a mistake and he's looking to fix it, which is what you want. I think as well it has to be said. Look, he did no pre-season. Yeah. He's still in pre-season, effectively. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much contact work he's even doing now. That hand injury was very very serious, yeah. and it took a fairly severe amount of surgery to fix it. Someone they tried to manage for quite a long period of time and I think when it happened it was there was no other option. So I think he's doing okay but I could see a situation next week where maybe uh, Hawkshaw will go to 10 and Jack might come off the bench or they might use the daily option. Uh, he's not going to play every game anyway. I mean, they they're seem absolutely determined to keep doing this rotation. I think the players want it um, but obviously at some stage, you know, when you have to win games, you do get to a stage where you have to get your top players out. But, I mean, you're, you're probably going to you're gonna replace Keane Prendergast with uh, Josh Murphy. I mean, that's something that we've never had yes. the ability to do. Yeah, exactly. And, and if you look at it, for the second week, actually the third week in a row, the bouncers have bounced. The guys coming off the bench are really adding every time they come onto the field now. Yeah, and that's very, very important. Um, it's been a problem in the past for Connacht to get players on, but I think they, I think these players realise that's their chance to shine when they come off the bench. Uh, whereas at one stage, being on the bench was kind of halfway out of the team. Yeah. Now you've got to put your foot down and actually show in your 20 minutes or 25 minutes that you're actually at it. And it seems to keep a better atmosphere in the camp when players are getting that chance. I don't think they're actually bench players. That's the point. Yeah. And the bench players or a replacement sounds like, you know, that they're not first team players. Actually, I think, I think they're all pretty, you know, equal at the moment. I just think that it's horses for courses sometimes in its rotation and, you know, giving everyone opportunities because if players, you know, who are sitting on the bench aren't given that opportunity, they're soon going to go off somewhere else and get disillusioned, aren't they? So I, the, the word bench, I don't know if there's another word for it, but I don't regard some of the players who, who were in the, on those replacements as yes. members of the replacements and aren't really bench players. I agree, I agree, because Callum Riley came off and did very well, Danny, but another man who seems to 
caught on fire coming off the bench is Jack Ainger. Yeah, he's looking great. Um, what, 20 seconds after first touch scores a try? I'd say Beelan was spitting fire that he didn't get a chance to, to get over that line. Um, but another man I was thinking about is Cottle Ford. Could be uh, another option that he's a 12-10 as well. Uh, we ended the game with three playmakers on the pitch again. Uh, it seems to be something that we're, we're looking at uh, going forward. Like, since Munster, we've, each match we've had three playmakers on the pitch. Yeah, and I have a stat thing I need you to do for during the week. Have we ever scored a try without actually having any possession or territory before? I'm just going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. That was just phenomenal. I, I don't think we actually had the ball in the first four minutes of the game. We didn't touch it. We were winning 5-3. It was, it was just a very strange start to the game. And, and apparently, according to TV, um, that ball might not have been touched down. But as I said to the lads who were tweeting, texting into me, I said, it looked perfect from the clan. It always does. Um, I think there was a feeling that the final one, that Mac Hansen won that by about uh, half a finger. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you have to help the TMO make the right decision, and we are the home fans, and that's all part of the job. And uh, that just added to it. It's You can't get overexcited by it. The, the Scarlets are not playing well at the moment. They're a dreadful away team. They won one away game last season. Yeah. And that's one of their uh, major problems. It's been a problem for them for a long time. So they rely on home form. Um, and Connacht have a big job next Saturday night uh, against the Ospreys. place I think Connacht have won once. Uh, it'll be the typical 3,000 people in that massive bowl of a stadium. They'll be missing players gone off to Wales. Uh, and Connacht should be saying to themselves, right, let's go over there and really get stuck in because they need another win. Three, three wins and four losses in your first seven games would be okay. And they are a third of the... It's, it's hard to contemplate. They're a third of the way through the season after tonight. Yeah. It's a strange competition, this. I mean, it's, it's only mid-October and you've played a third of the season, but it's going to be the end of April before you finish the season. I mean, it stops and starts and... Yeah. That is probably something they, they're going to have to look at in some way, especially next season with the World Cup. Yeah, exactly. And like, they have played a third of the season only, but they've played nearly all their hardest games. There's only Leinster away um, and Ulster at home, really, when you look at it, of, of things that would be, you'd be going, oh my God, we'd be doing well to get anything out of that. You look at all the other games, maybe Glasgow away will struggle, but other than that, you'd be looking to get points in nearly every other game. Are they away to Edinburgh? No, I think they're Edinburgh here. Home. Oh, home. Okay, because I was saying going to Edinburgh is always a, a pretty tough ask, isn't it? Um, well, look, look. I, I think I think two wins from six is is a little disappointing, given the fact that they have been at home mm. essentially. Well, that these ones, not the South Africans, obviously ones, but these ones have been home. So it looks on paper two wins out of six isn't great, but. As you say, if they're going into a series of matches against opposition, which you would consider to be, you know, Connacht would be more comfortable winning against. Them. Well, they're, they're teams who are closer to Connacht in the table than teams that have already been playing. Yeah, but they still got to. still got to. They still have to go and beat them. You know, they still they still have to. They still need to develop. They still need to improve. They still need yeah. to become more clinical in their finishing. You know, so. Yes, of course they can beat them. They could beat any the best of teams sometimes on their day, but they still have to prove it. So they've still got a long way to go. Yes, they're getting there, and yes, they, this tonight was another step forward, and basically, you know, digging out 
what wasn't a particularly, you know, great match to watch, you know, or probably to play either to, between two sides that were desperate, desperate for the points. And so I'm not, I don't think we should get too carried away by that. It is a continual development, I would say. And I'd say Andy Friend is not particularly, he's happy with the win, but I don't think there was anybody, you know, literally cheering in the sheds with that performance. Yeah, it was so workman like Danny, wasn't it? But it got the job. It was what was required. The pressure was on Connacht. The bookies had them to win the game by five points. Everything was pointing at a thing that Connacht normally struggled with, and they didn't because they got the result in the end. Yeah, and workman like is, is exactly the way to say it. It wasn't any major breaks. It wasn't anything, you know, a bit of magic from Mac or anything like that. It was kicking to the corner. It was grinding it out. It was picking goals in front of the, the posts. And, like, we got a penalty try from them collapsing them all. Uh, came down, went to the corner, got a try before that, you know. It, it wasn't the prettiest game. You know, it wasn't when you think about how Connacht were attacking last year, making line breaks. Um, it, that's not happening this year. But the defence is good and the forwards are, are grinding out the, the tries now that I felt have been coming. Let's see a lot more of it. I don't, I don't think you can play that type of rugby. I, I'm not convinced that this side is good enough to play that fancy down rugby. Uh, and I think that caught them into trouble last year. And I think in conditions like this, they just grind out results. Yep. You know, Benetton will be coming here, grind out the result, beat them. Go down to Munster, try to grind out the result. They got robbed down there last year. But y- you, you have to walk before you can run. And I think a lot of last season... They got ahead of themselves. Mm. And I think now you just have to accept that they're not going maybe to win games as easily. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you get your points, you put them on the board. You have to win 11 games. You can lose seven, six or seven. Win all your home games or win as many of them as you can. And you're pretty close to where you need to be. And that's the way a lot of the sides operate at the bit of the table where Connacht are going to be. Connacht are not going to be in the top four unless they turn in some really amazing results like winning at Leinster and they can do that uh, absolutely and they can they could go over and well I, I'm the two key games that I can see it during the Six Nations you've got to go over and win in Zebra well the best way to beat Zebra is just grind it out it's the same as at the Dragons yeah. but they won't be thinking about that they'll be thinking about next week maybe the way to win next week is go out and grind out and I think some of what they did tonight the good stuff came from the performance last week where they just sat in and ground away against Leinster. But Leinster are way ahead of the Scarlets in terms of their defence and their quality. Um, But you can learn from a game like that and you can bring certain things in. And I thought tonight's performance was okay, but they got five points. And from where they were a couple of weeks ago when it was looking mighty shaky after zero and three... They've got a toehold in it, but next week is vital as well. It certainly is. Lindley, do you want to come in with any last thoughts? Well, I mean, I, I, I agree with William, but I also think that grinding out a game is one thing, but having that, encouraging that, that bit of flair and that enterprise and, you know, is another thing. And there are, there are days for doing that 
and there are days for grinding it out. So I wouldn't, while yes, it's great to see them win by grinding it out tonight, despite the fact that there was a little bit of flair from Mac Hansen at the end. Um, we don't want we don't want to get rid of that flair. We want to encourage that ingenuity, and you know, so I wouldn't like to overly overly go on about you know the fact that you have to grind every single game out. I think what I'd really like to to see, and that's a very good point by Lindley, grind away until you get the right to play the flashy rugby. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things, you know, if, if you can get yourself into a situation around 60, 65 minutes, there's still fifth, there's a hell of a lot, 15 minutes, you, you can turn a game completely yeah. on its head. Yes. But you have to get to that stage of the game. It's, it's what happened against the Stormers in South Africa. If the try that was ruled out because of the Bundiaki sending off, mm. they'd have been not really heavily involved in the game at times, but they'd have been four points behind with 18 minutes to go. And the general consensus locally was that Connacht would have won it because the Stormers would have panicked. Mm. Um, and that can happen to any team. But sometimes, particularly last season, it just looked harem scarum. I think they've, they're getting there. Uh, they're far more pragmatic, I think, is, a, is a, yes. something yes, that we would talk word. about. Yeah, far more pragmatic. OK, Danny, any last words? I have one thing uh, uh, Packy used to love calling um, Oliver penalty green seven. It was definitely flipped over to penalty red seven, and he got his yellow card in the end. It's fair enough, and we still have to do something about those goalposts. Certainly the ones at the bottom more end seem to have some sort of force field around them because nobody seems to be able to get points through them at this stage. Even Patchell was missing fairly straightforward kicks, and he's an international class out half. I don't know. Maybe maybe the new lights. Maybe the new lights. Maybe the new lights will, will change. I don't know. Maybe there's some angle on the, the that they're not they're too shiny. I I don't know what it is. I'm just not sure what it is. But sure. Okay. Good to get a win. Bye, folks. Loose, cut it loose. Break out or nothing changes. Sad and confused. Don't wait until. 